ship. And I am here to start the pot. So let me go. It's the top of the ninth here at the World Series, and we're back with another episode of Stir the Plot, a podcast for sports. My name is Brady King, and I'm here with my co-host, Derek Foltz. Derek, how are we doing this evening? It's been a hard couple months, Brady. (laughs) What's been hard about it? All of it. (laughs) Every single part of it. Now, Colton, uh, how's the game going so far? Uh, the one team has more points than the other team, and that's all about... about, 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 about. Porky Pig! <laughs> now, Colton, I did want to talk to you about a controversial stance that you took on the field. You did, in fact, take a knee, not for the national anthem, but for Kesha's TikTok. Now, what are you trying to say to Whoa. America's youth? Look, okay, I was really just trying to tie my shoe, and the camera panned in, and... Turns out the party don't start until Colton gets up off of his <laughs> knee and starts the party. Who knew Kesha uh, prophesied TikTok so early? Yeah, I think it's even spelled the same. Yeah, it probably as, is. Is Kesha? Kestradamus? <laughs> okay, boys, listen, let's get serious for a second. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Sports are boring. No one likes sports anymore. We've, well, we've literally watched the same sports mm. over and over for like hundreds of years now. Okay? The same yeah. sports. It's time for new sports. We need new sports. We need new what sports. If okay. I got new sports. I got. <laughs> <laughs> Dua Lipa plays every position in her own game of basketball. Mm. Lipa ball. <laughs> um, okay, another new sport. Um, it's hockey, but it's played uh, in the ocean. <laughs> like, like on a glacier? Like or in swimming? No, no, no. Like, yeah, it's swimming hockey. Okay. Uh, I guess it's water polo. <laughs> it's swimming hockey. No, no, no. Swim hockey, Colton. Oh, I'm listen, stupid. Listen, like, stupid. Or uh, swaki, as we like to call it. Okay, Colton, like, I get that you don't watch sports, but, like, it's swimming hockey. Okay? It's swimming hockey. It's swimming hockey. You literally just get on all of your hockey gear, uh, blades included, mm-hmm. uh, whether they be roller or ice, uh-huh. um, and you jump in the ocean. No, they toss you off and just in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah, you're, you're, you're blindfolded and put in a cargo, uh, a, a cargo freighter. Uh, dumped in the middle of the ocean, and they say, fight. And <laughs> just like in real hockey, last one to drown do, wins. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's now Super Smash Brothers <laughs> hockey. The luge. Is it the luge? Is that the thing with the... the... No, the Louvre. <laughs> no, not the, not the art hall. It's uh, the bobsled races, but we attach rockets. To the, <laughs> okay. and, and it's literally okay. just... How far it's like a, up to a ramp, and it's how far you can get. Yeah. Okay, so you're kind of a one shot wonder in this sport. Like, yeah, you will die, uh-huh. but it's yeah. for your country. It, <laughs> it's, for the, it's for the glory of your country. Okay, so not every sport I want to watch needs to be like this testosterone fueled hyper masculinity. I shouldn't be scared of the people I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, this hyper masculine thing. I think what if we introduced stadium wide cooking shows, right? Okay, sometimes sometimes I don't want to watch people hit each other. I just want to watch Gordon Ramsay emotionally abuse people for an hour and a half. (laughs) You ever watch Extreme British Baking Show? Yes. Yes. It's literally like the best show. Okay, now imagine it in a stadium. Yeah, I'd watch the crap out of that. Yeah, and like Mary Berry is uh, commentating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her voice is just ringing out through the stadium, and they're just like, it's silent. Yeah. <laughs> much like no the one show. says a word. Yeah, much like the show, it's a very quiet, subdued competition. Everyone's mm-hmm. super friendly. For Everyone's some got blankets and they're just like yeah. cuddled up and uh-huh. like they're bringing tea around. Yeah. yeah. Mary Berry has personally cloned herself. <laughs> and so now all of these Mary Berry clones are going around and being like, Would you like a spot of tea? <laughs> well, now we've created a hive mind, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. Oh. Even oh, fr- so like we're turning Mary Berry into Brainiac. Even I feel a friendly like I'd be okay hive mind. Mary Berry taking over though. Even yeah. a friendly hive mind. I so but uh, yeah, I mean like we've seen in plenty of artificial intelligence movies and like hive mindy movies mm-hmm. that uh, it only takes a couple of seconds before they realize that humanity is a disease that needs to be eradicated. <laughs> we are the virus. It only took me a couple years. Yeah. You know, it only took me a couple years in college to realize we're disgusting. <laughs> and we're not we that far the from problem. the Terminator two days when Mary Berry's going to come for us. True. Could you imagine Mary Berry's skin melting off and she's a Terminator <laughs> underneath? Yes, I can. Yeah. And her like stepping on one of our skulls. <laughs> Back to your sports thing. You ever seen those things where like there's like a big move for like they want to watch them do like average people do the sport that they're about to do and it just be like awful and atrocious. <laughs> <I've, I've, laughs> so like terrible. basically just an out, like three hours of live bad American Idol auditions. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh-huh. You know they only brought those people onto American Idol so we could make fun of them. It's just Simon frowning and saying, listen, <laughs> this listen. is how the Joker happened. Yep. Uh, since podcasts are a visual medium, uh, for those of you who can't see, for some odd reason, Colton was doing uh, a dance of some sort. It's the Joker dance. I know it was, but at what cost? At what Oddly cost sensual, are... very terrifying. Very yeah. terrifying. Just like the Joker. Um, Oddly sensual. <laughs> So for those of you who guys, are guys, this is the Joker hot. Oh my gosh! I have to introduce the podcast. Whoa, whoa. I'm in hell. In this short essay, I will. Tell- <laughs> thank you for coming. My thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> so for those of you new to the podcast, we are Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers, and we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and then try to improv what happens in between. My name is Brady King. My name once again is Derek Fultz, and I'm always Colton Hart. Hey, and my name's Tyler. Uh, so the movie we're going to be improving today is actually a favorite of mine, Interstellar. Yeah. Have we all seen this movie? I think, yeah. I think this is the first one we've all seen. Okay. Which is fine, uh, because it's been a very long time since I've seen Interstellar, because I just did not want to subject myself to that again. Yeah. It's a long, it's a very long movie. It's also a really long movie. Yeah, it's long and it's like draining. Guys. Both mentally and emotionally. Guys, I love this movie. No. No, guys. No, no, no. I'm not saying like. Derek, you made Brady mad. Guys. (laughs) Derek, apologize to Brady. Yeah, I actually, I went to watch Interstellar in the theaters twice because I'm a big dweebus and I love this movie. (laughs) You love just getting like mind freaked by Christopher Nolan, <laughs> don't you? This movie, I uh, is one of my favorites. I don't know if I'd put it up in top five, but my college friends, we would all watch this movie, of and it would be like a big. Of course, like, you would. <laughs> it would be like a big, like, oh, this is such a good movie, and, like we all really liked it. Yeah, and so it's probably this is very friend. much so a movie that you brag about having seen and mm-hmm. brag about liking because well, and, I'm okay, so smart. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to like poop on this movie. Like I will, I will go on record. No, saying, but like you have to have a certain IQ to like right. get it. It's like yeah, it's like, it's yeah, it's up there in the upper echelon with Rick and Morty. You yeah, have you have just have to like, like be... you have to have a certain <laughs> IQ level to even comprehend. Yeah, I like this movie. I watched it in theaters as well. Uh, it had been out in theaters for a very long time. Yeah, uh, but the theater was still packed. All you have to say is Christopher Nolan and critics come running. Right. Is this our second Christopher Nolan movie? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because well, we did the Prestige. We, yeah, yeah, we did we the, the Prestige, prestige and now oh. we're doing uh, Transformers 3. So that's another Christopher Nolan masterpiece. Uh, Tall Girl. Tall Girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really brave of us to do two Christopher Nolan movies back to back. So uh, we are not legally allowed to play movie audio on this podcast. So we instead convert everything into screenplay format and then we reenact the scene for you guys. Um, Colton Hart will be narrating for us and Derek and I will be playing a couple different characters. <laughs> Um, so without further ado, do you guys want to get into the first scene of Interstellar? Let's do it. My dad was a farmer. We fade in to see an elderly woman speaking to someone behind the camera. Like everybody else back then. We cut to a large cornfield, green stalks stretching as far as the eye can see. Of course, it didn't start out that way. A spaceship roars through the atmosphere, cutting through clouds at supersonic speed. The computer says you're too tight. No, I got this. Cooper sits in the pilot's seat, struggling to maintain control of the craft. Crossing the straits. I've got to shut it down, Cooper. Wait! The spaceship deactivates. Shutting it all down. No, I need power up! The wind snaps the aircraft to the left, and the throttle is pulled out of Cooper's hands. He hits his head, hard, and wakes up in his own bed, sweat pouring down his face. Dad? The house is still dark, but Cooper can just make out the silhouette of his daughter, Murphy. Sorry, Murph. Go back to bed. I thought you were the ghost. There's no such thing as ghosts. Grandpa says you can get ghosts. (laughs) Maybe that's because Grandpa's a little too close to being one himself. Were you dreaming about the crash? Get your bud back to bed, Murph. Murph smiles and exits the room. Cooper sits up, still shaken. All right. Spaceships Spaceships and corn. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite indie band. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dayton, Ohio? We are Spaceships and Corn. Let's play this. I hate my mom and I hate my dad. Get your corn-fed arms in the air. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to create a world really mm-hmm. quick. Just a little bit of fun world building. Okay. Um, and it's predicated on two things. So I think one, 
Elon Musk is eventually going to take over the world. Yes. Like, I mean, that's just a reality we live in. Yeah. Like, we are probably the, 10 years away from. He is the uh, the yang to Jeff Bezos' yin. It's yeah. two evils, but we're going to pretend that one of them is the, <laughs> is the, is the lesser. <laughs> well, one will eventually consume the other. I think, oh. yeah, Elon Musk will eventually cannibalize Jeff Bezos in some okay, sort of Or, like, like, absorb him into his, like, aura. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other thing is that in order to fuel his quest for space, yeah. he's going to need lots of fuel. Right. Um, ethanol. Ethanol, right? You see where I'm going with this? Corn. So Elon Musk has taken over the world mm-hmm. and is now forcing the local populace to produce corn to fuel his space flights. Do we think that Cooper is, like, one of the pilots for, or, like... Okay, so sort of like a, like The Force Awakens, like how Finn was a stormtrooper and yeah. he, he was working for the yeah. Empire. Yeah, Elon okay. Musk's corn-fueled Empire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that maybe he was, like, one of the pilots that used to uh, be aboard, like, the SS... Prime, uh, the SS Amazon Prime, the, the SS Amazon Prime. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Each spaceship is named after a different, like a different, like monopoly. Uh, <laughs> the SS Facebook think, Corporation. Yeah, I think we wasn't Amazon Prime the, oh, the, the name. Of, what was the name of the villain in uh, Transformers, Transformers: The Last Night? Absolutely, yes. All of our worlds build off of each other. We ha- this is. That's for episode 100 when we reveal that every movie that we've ever done in this (laughs) podcast is in an interconnected universe. All our (laughs) movies are Stir the Plot canon. So uh, Coop is a rogue pilot. Um, I think Coop is having the dream uh, of when, like, he decided that enough was enough. Mm. He felt as more of a commodity rather than, like, a a useful part of the – of the whole like space force narrative, yeah. Uh, well, I, I feel like he was like in a simulation too, like. Or m- what if he was like making a run at like Elon Musk's? I don't know. What are we gonna call Elon Musk's like home base? Um, Teslatopia. I mean, low hanging, but it. Yeah, rolls I'm the not time. like married to Teslatopia, but I can still joke about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Teslatopia, that's where the dream takes place. Um, He's like trying to, you know, fly this new spaceship prototype. Yeah. And uh, what we come to find out like later on is he crashed, obviously, like the dream shows. Uh, But then he is basically like super injured. Mm -hmm. But they don't come send like a medical thing for him or anything like that. They're just kind of like, oh, well, you know, another one bites the dust. Mm. Yeah. Um, And so that's when he that's when it clicks. Like, I need to fight against this oppressive regime that treats its people like commodities. It does treat them like commodities. But dang, they get good gas mileage. They really do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I do want to bring up one particular thing that Murph says. All right. uh, About the ghosts. I was about to say we're going to have to address the ghosts. Is the ghost the vigilante persona that Coop takes on. <laughs> yes! I love that! <laughs> to were you fight. dreaming? I thought you were the ghost. <laughs> I thought you were the ghost. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay, so are we thinking, like, Cooper has, like, built an underground lair that he's not told Murph about, and he has spent his days training mm-hmm. in martial arts, corn-based martial arts, <laughs> to become <Corn-foo>. the ghost. <laughs> I love this idea. This is probably like I get excited a lot on this podcast, but this is probably uh, the most excited I've been about one of our dumb right. improv things. Yes, because it's like <laughs> this happens all the time. We will make a dumb like throw what we think is a throwaway joke, and then we're like we sink our talons into it, and we're like this is what we're going with. Oh man. Okay, so he's been training in corn foo for weeks and training himself to become the, the ghost. ghost. He's yeah. using corn chucks. Um, <laughs> corn chucks. Yes, corn chucks. Um, His corn tana. <laughs> corn tana. That's that's oh, my man. that's my favorite protagonist in the new Halo game. <laughs> corn tana. Corn chucks. Corn tanas. Um, and he's adopted this persona, the ghost. Uh, he's using this to fight crime mm-hmm. and fight against Elon Musk's uh, oppressive dark regime. Yep. And so Murph obviously knows about the ghost. Everyone knows about the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, like the neighborhood has heard whispers of the ghost like, yes. mm, yeah. going out and making like corn-based attacks on right. nearby. Do you think his costume is just like made out of corn husks? I think so. Yeah, he looks like the scarecrow. That's why they call him the ghost. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. At night, you can smell like traces of ethanol on the wind. It's because the ghost <laughs> is out prowling, yeah. hunting. So he's definitely like wanted 
Like it's oh, very like a yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. Begins. Yeah, absolutely. Scenario where okay. like vigilante crime or is mm-hmm. not a thing, but like no one's going after him because right. he's doing. Do we think that anyone in his life knows that he's the ghost? Do you think mm. Grandpa knows that he's the ghost? We'll probably find out in, in the, the last scene. scene. <laughs> Do you want to try that one again? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do that segue, but Grandpa probably knows. Grandpa probably is, like, delirious and, like, estranged, but, like, he knows. Right. Well, it's, cor- it's well, it's babble, but it's correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, like- that old trope of, like, the old geriatric boomer is mm-hmm. the one that knows the most about everything that's going yeah. on. Well, I do think, like, if all you've eaten is corn for the past 20 years, eventually you're going to go, You think like, that's the only feral. thing that's available for them to eat? Do you I think, think it's the only like building a, material. Like the actual okay, one. okay, <laughs> so, so imagine... That is the yeah, so, so more world building, I'm, I'm guessing. Okay. So, like, what if the world was, like, set up in layers? Okay. Uh, and so it's, like, on the bottom layer is, like, the, the proletariat, like, uh... Uh-huh. We, call them, we call them the cobs. Yeah, yeah. the cobs. Uh, uh-huh. And then, like, Above that is like Teslatopia, right? Mm. Where like everyone is like eating normal food, like has like a bun- an abundance of yeah, yeah, like a Snowpiercer or like a Hunger Games, like you know the Capital versus like District Thirteen, yeah, like. And so, oh, I love this. So he's like trying to bring like the class levels down again. I don't think it's like actually like tiered. Like yeah. I think it's literally just like societally the tiered. Fall societally of the tiered. Yeah. yeah it's They're burger goys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the burger boys. Yeah, the burger boys. As they called them in the fr- during the French Revolution. <laughs> the French Revolution. Let them eat corn. <laughs> Marie Cornetoinette. <laughs> um but okay, let's go ahead and before we get like too far, yeah, yeah, I, I want to figure own, out yeah, what before happens. we get too far into our own like world building to where we absolutely just discredit this last <laughs> scene. Uh, let's find out what happens. Yeah, I think the last scene's gonna throw our whole idea out the window. And you know what? We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there, and we're gonna cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So All right, Colton, Colton, take it. No, let's do it together. Ready, Colton? Oh, hold on. Am I Colton? Colton? Take it away. (laughs) There's so much pressure now. Cooper approaches the front desk of a clean, white hospital. The nurse greets him, a look of concern on her face. Mr. Cooper, the family's all in there. Family? Yeah, they all came to see her. She's been in cryosleep for almost two years. Cooper pushes through the hospital room door slowly. Inside, a small gathering surrounds the bed in the center of the room. Everyone turns to look at Cooper. He makes eye contact with the elderly woman in the room, his daughter, Murphy. She smiles, tears streaming down her face. (laughs) You told them I like farming? The two share a quiet laugh. It was me, Murph. I was your ghost. I know. People don't believe me. They thought I was doing it all myself. But I know you'd come back. How? Because my dad promised me. I'm here now, Murph. I'm here. No. No parent should have to watch their own child die. I have my kids here for me now. You go. Where? Brand. Is that an actual brand name and we had to cut it out? <laughs> Insert brand here. Insert brand that's here. The, that's the... Uh, Where that's do I the, go? Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the utopia he's made now. Brand. 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 Oh. Oh, 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 write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Put a pin in that. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. We cut to a vast, rocky landscape, metal debris scattered across the nearby area, as a tattered American flag waves pitifully in the breeze. She's still out there, setting up camp. We see Brand, a young woman in a full spacesuit, scans the horizon. Inside, a large aircraft hangar. A guard walks past several rows of spacecraft, turning the lights off for the night. A large robot beeps to life, then hits a switch on the nearby wall. A metal door slides open and Cooper strides into the hangar. Alone, in a strange galaxy. Maybe right now she's settling in for the long nap. Cooper approaches the spacecraft and slides into the pilot's seat. By the light of our new sun. Bran removes her helmet, wiping away a single tear. She turns and heads down the rocky hill towards a makeshift camp. Our new home. Wow, I have forgotten every part of this movie. Yeah, I fully did not know that Anne Hathaway's character was named Brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know me either. Okay. So, I don't think this completely blew our theory out of the water. No. 
Because I, I think we were building up to like a vigilante conflict. Yeah, there's obviously been some sort of conflict because there's a large rocky landscape, mm-hmm. metal debris. Yeah, you know, there was yeah, there was some like sort of super powered. I think that Cooper's main goal was while he was in Teslatopia working for Elon Musk, he right. found out that there was a, a power in mm-hmm. the galaxy somewhere. Okay, this is still a very long movie. Uh, uh, it's still directed by Christopher Nolan. We have not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pushing three hours. So I think he found out there was some sort of like power or like entity in space mm-hmm. that he had to go to to get powers, and that's the only way that he was gonna be able to defeat Elon Musk. Something to beat Elon. Yes. yes. The only thing more powerful than a Musk is a husk. <laughs> a corn husk. I thought you were gonna make like a musket joke, like no. a gun. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing powerful enough to beat Elon Musk, a hand rifle. <laughs> oh man. Um, so I think uh well, well so what if Brand is sort of like also leading her own vigilante uh revolt sort of against Elon, but okay. her methods are a lot more violent. Okay. Um like she's sort of like the She's the red hood to his Batman. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so they agree to team up and go to space together. Yes. Um to to find this power. Now Brand's intentions are to use it for her own gain. Right. We don't know that. Right. We think we think she's on right. his side the whole time. So they go to space, right? Um <laughs> they find this planet made entirely of corn. Like, it is just a pure... Hold on. <laughs> okay. Remember in Shaken Nut Stirred a couple episodes back, we did Children of the Corn, <laughs> and we made a planet made completely of corn. It was Children of the Corn as a sci-fi movie. We have now connected... <laughs> We've connected the dots. We've connected these Stir two the movies. Stir the plot canon, everybody. This is Stir the Plot canon. Also, it's all by accident, too. Like, the freaking Bob's Burgers Die Hard musical thing that it we... apparently I, exists. We We've been literally, like... If you're thinking like, oh, they just told it like a hundred percent by accident. Yeah, we had no yeah. idea that there was an actual like <laughs> episode of Bob's Burgers that dealt with Die Hard the musical. Yeah, yeah. So I wait. I like this. So they land on this planet, this uh-huh. corn planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they find the children of the corn, and they are guarding this sacred corn based power. Oh my god! And they're not going to reveal it. Right. Uh, until they pass the trial. Until they pass the trials. Well, and I think along the way, like this is just at towards the end of the. This can explain why his daughter's older. Right. Yeah. Is that like he gets hurt or injured or something, and they put him away to like, uh-huh. heal him because they know that he's the chosen one, right? Who will wield the the corn power? Yes. And they put him away and like heal him. And it just takes so long. Yeah. And then he comes uh, back. I'm thinking. Uh, so what happens is he is he and Brand crash land on this planet. Oh, okay. Because you know he has a history of you know crashing of crashing. Yeah, he's uh, not a very good pilot. I don't know no, how he passed the academy. Yeah, he was not great. Uh, so the, he goes to this corn planet, crash lands, uh, is found by the children of the corn. They take he and Brand to uh, heal in their like corn temple or yeah. whatever. They uh, they wake up in the corn temple. They interact with uh, the leader, um, Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> what a pull. I love yeah, it. Right? Uh, <laughs> I've been wondering where he's been all these, yeah, uh, on, these many uh, months. On the corn planet. Yeah. What did, did we say the name of the corn planet in that episode? In that? I don't know if we did. No, I don't think no, so. No, it doesn't matter. It could literally just be like uh, Butter Lover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they called me in high school. Oh, gross. <laughs> The keto diet, more like butter lover. <laughs> uh, they they talk to Orville Redenbacher. They explain Elon Musk has taken over mm-hmm. uh, Earth, essentially. And they uh, need his help. They need the power of the husk. But the power will only answer to one who is worthy. And so they've got, right. to, they've got to pass these trials. Right. Right. What do we think these trials are called? Um, the the ethanol run. The <laughs> the, cre- the creamening. <laughs> oh, I don't no. like that at all. Um, the <laughs> Derek's got it. The maze runner. <laughs> maze runner. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, I'm a genius. Oh, man. <laughs> The name wow. of the chosen one is, in fact, the, the Maze, Maze Runner. Runner. Uh huh. So this is like uh, <laughs> we're combining so many universes, in and this it's okay. Uh huh. 
Because just like this, just like what we have done now, this is now story of the plot yep. canon. <laughs> um, so in order to become the maze runner, they have to yeah. go through the the trials. Let's just call them the trials. Okay. It is there that Bran's intentions are revealed. Um, she's not like an evil character, I don't think. No, but uh, I think like they're both trying to complete the challenges together, and there right. can only be one. Right. And Brand is like intent on winning this thing. Right. And so they go they go through the trials. Um, the last trial is they have to essentially fight like a big like corn monster mm-hmm. um, that takes the form of their greatest fears. For Matthew McConaughey, I think that's going to be a damaged Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> what's his uh what's his whiskey brand that he that he makes oh i don't know yeah cool yeah no, no never mind that joke um his greatest fear is a bad ut class <laughs> uh him teaching wait, wait, A&M. yeah no, him teaching, oh my god <laughs> it's matthew mcconaughey but from the dallas buyers club so he's like withered <laughs> and like <laughs> so uh, they have to fight the greatest fear. Uh, Brand loses, mm-hmm. and then obviously Matthew McConaughey wins. He becomes the Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brand decides to stay right on the Corn Planet because she's like, I've seen now that like I need to train harder so that when I can come back to Earth, I can be a worthy. I'll be ready. Yeah, yeah I'll be ready for anything. And mm. I think they've been on this planet so long that like. Like eighty years have passed. Oh yeah, time moves differently. Yeah, and they we've had eighty years of like just like a horrible reign of Elon Musk. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's been <laughs> the eighty years of Elon. The <laughs> the Elon era. Yeah. The, the Elon, Elon era. The book of Elon. <laughs> um, the Muskening. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's bad every time. The I Muskening do it. sounds like a junior high boys locker. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like an accent. Yeah. The muskening. A cloud of axe body spray (laughs) has just loomed over the earth. Um, So he comes back with the powers of the Maze Runner, uh, just breaks into back into Mm -hmm. uh, Teslatopia. Yeah. I like to imagine when he like gets into like the main throne room. Yeah. Is what we're going to call this. The throne room. Yes. Um, These like robots come out and actually assemble Elon Musk like bit by bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like Mm -hmm. assembled like an automaton. Elon's physical body has long perished. Right. Yeah. He's for sure like he's for sure like an android. Oh yeah. No. This is definitely like an Ultron scenario. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. looks like Elon Musk, but is like has uh, unimaginable power. Uh (laughs) His powers are just like. Tesla models just driving into Matthew McConaughey. Like, he shoots yeah. Teslas from his hands. Wow. <laughs> uh, and can shoot he, billions of dollars from his yeah. fingertips. Uh, he he has a flamethrower. <laughs> he can collapse world economies. Sure. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, and so there's this uh, really cool CGI battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the power of the Maze Runner overpowers Elon. Um, Cooper just like palm blasting like popcorn kernels just yes. like out of his hands like yeah and just like clogs up elon's like, <laughs> like servos yes, or whatever yeah his circuit board mm-hmm. or his motherboard or something the Let butter me... the butter like like oh yeah oh, the I butter like the grease seeps into like his like stuff and just completely messes him up <laughs> voids the warranty completely <laughs> voids the warranty. um so uh Cooper wins. Yep. And after the dust settles, he goes to the hospital because he's heard Murphy, who is now in her like late yes. 80s, is on her deathbed. It's very That's emotional. That's one of the scene. last things that Elon Musk like tells him is that like, yeah, your daughter, you like your daughter is about to die or whatever. Like, yeah, it's you know, too late for yeah, it's, it's for, too Murphy. Late for Murphy. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the lines in the in the fight that like really drives uh-huh. uh, Cooper to win. Yeah. Um. And so he rushes to the hospital. The nurse takes him in. He sees Murphy there. Um. And and that's why she says like, hey, like Brand is still out there. Like yeah. you need to go find her. Right. Well, she's she, setting up camp she somewhere. Know, like she knew the whole time that her dad was the ghost, mm-hmm. uh, who then turned into the Maze Runner. Right. Um. Still so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I giggle every time I think of it. As has it. been foretold and predestined by right years of prophecy. Uh, I feel like right. Yeah. This they've movie. been they've been told about the Maze Runner for a long time. Yeah, Elon yeah. Musk knew about the Maze Runner, but he was going to claim that that's why he was building so many rockets. He was trying to get to the corn planet. Oh yeah, yeah. To yeah, take yeah. the power of the Maze Runner mm, himself, mm-hmm. so he could just keep forcing all of the people to grow corn. Yep. There we go. Um, full circle, people. We've come full it's circle. It's full circle. So, obviously, uh, the movie ends how it ends. 
Uh, I think the reference to the new sun is uh, their fight was just so intense that uh, oh, it literally has created it, just a burning, flaming yes. ball of ethanol that yes. now serves yes. as the that light was, for the was, new world. That was like the big, like the big yep. finishing move was like a spirit bomb, but it's all just like <laughs> it's just uh, it's just uh, ethanol, ethanol fuel, just, and it's beautiful, but it does smell like it smells like cornflakes. Yeah, it smells like yeah. fl- cornflakes. It's gross. Now. Cooper has taken it upon himself to go back into space yep. to bring Brand home mm-hmm. because, you know, like we said, time has passed differently. He knows that time has passed differently. Yeah. So he's like, I think she's ready to leave now. And that brings us to the sequel, Interstellar 2, where we go back to the planet to meet the children in the corner and rescue mm-hmm. Brand. I love it. Yeah. Did you say well, Russell Brand? Russell Brand. Yes. Yeah, and meet the children <laughs> in the corner and Russell Brand. This whole time. It has been Russell Brand we're talking about. Yeah. Just so we're clear. He said, look, I'm going to pass the trials <laughs> and I'm going to become the Maze Runner. You know, it's whatever. Um, okay. Oh my gosh, that was fun. That was fun. I, I like love that. This one. Yeah. This is still oh. like a, at least like a three hour long movie. <laughs> uh, it's in game levels of like epic. The like, end battle, I felt the CGI was a little bit rushed, but you know what? I'm okay know. with it. You got to yeah. get a product out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... As much as I don't want to at this point, because I think what we've made is something uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, it's bright and beautiful, like a shiny ball of do we have enough time burning, to flaming talk about ethanol. How this movie actually goes. We can like just glance over sure, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, can we can do like the IMDb over. summary. Brady, why don't you go ahead and pull up like the actual synopsis of Interstellar and tell us and the audience what it's all about. So uh, the quick synopsis is in Earth's future, a global crop blight and second dust bowl are slowly rendering the planet uninhabitable. Professor Brand, a brilliant NASA physicist, is working on plans to save mankind by transporting Earth's population to a new home via a wormhole. But first, Brand must send former NASA pilot Cooper and a team of researchers through the wormhole and across the galaxy to find out which of three planets could be mankind's new home. So, yeah, basically, we weren't too far off. No. Yeah. Uh, instead of looking for a new home, they're just trying to save the one they have already. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I remember watching this movie in theaters for the first time, and I was blown away. I think the soundtrack, the cinematography. It, like, I thought the the whole, like, black hole thing was interesting. Yeah. Because it was, like, basically, I, what did they, they needed to, like, get into the event horizon so yep. they could, like, get home, essentially. Yeah, they like, were, like, slingshotting around the event yeah, horizon. Yeah. To, like, okay. And I thought just the idea of like mm-hmm. the inside of a black hole just being like time itself. Mm-hmm. I thought that was. Re- Did I tell you all this? Oh no, I was telling a friend this. Christopher Nolan movies are always like kind of grounded in reality. Yeah, but like with some sort of fantastical element like added into it. Yeah, like, I love that all of this is based in like real physics. And yeah, that. and like with this, I think like the fantastical element of it is the entire the entirety of like the black hole scene yeah because it's like there's not a lot that we actually like know about black holes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it's like i think i like the idea of like coop getting sucked into the black hole and finding out that inside of it is literally just the entirety of time and space okay so to your point derek like there's a lot we don't know about black holes what do we think is on the other side of the event horizon white hole (laughs) (laughs) um uh, we were talking about how in Christopher Nolan movies, stuff is happening and there's like little to no exposition given about mm-hmm. it. It's just how the world is. Yeah. yeah. So like very in, much like Inception. Inception. No one explains why there's a dream machine. Yeah. Like there's no explanation as to why this thing exists. It just exists. It's sort of like the, the second dust bowl. There's no big long explanation as to like why there is a second dust bowl happening. Yeah. It's, it's just, just a happening. Yeah. In movies, it's like show, don't tell. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that Christopher Nolan does really well is he shows us what's going on. He doesn't hold our hand and tell us what's happening. Well, and also it, you ground it in reality with real characters and scenarios that aren't so far off from reality that you can't imagine it. Right. You know, like I could imagine a second Dust Bowl where like right. the blight has killed off everything but corn. Like, sure. Like I can. Yeah, I can imagine that. Well, and like Dunkirk, I I never caught on when I first watched Dunkirk to the fictional universe of Dunkirk. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it didn't you know, require the, much the, the in in universe magic that is Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Well, I never caught on in Dunkirk that like the uh, the uh, day week month. You know how they had three consecutive timelines that were all like like running. the stories that were being told. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they would, would flip flop between the two. Like okay. you would see like the plane crash in the week. 
Oh. That was actually like just like in one part, it was just a day. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so I never caught on to that. And yeah, then a the friend told me. I was me, today years old. <laughs> I was like, that movie was okay. I was just very confused the whole time. And then a friend told me, like, oh, no, it's like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was just like three, like, three interconnected stories that were happening at the same time. Yeah, if you rewatch Dunkirk with that timeline in mind, it makes a world of difference. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love Christopher Nolan. Yep. Um, so, real quick, would you guys. Watch the actual plot, or would you rather see our plot? I don't think I'd ever watch the actual plot of this movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, so would. no, our movie I think sounds cool. Uh, I would like, watch it in a heartbeat. Cool. Like it's you know obviously goofy because it's like corn and stuff. It's definitely like a, a niche of like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's goofy, but like at the same time it's like super cool. I like ours. Yeah, uh, I me will, too. I will probably eventually watch Interstellar again when I find the time. Like when I just have a day <laughs> to kill. Today. Yeah, <laughs> when I have like a day to kill that I'm not like, oh, I have to study for this or I have to do this. I have to do this. I'm like, oh, I have nothing to do today. I guess I'll sit down and take a break and watch Interstellar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a real light, a light not engaging watch. movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, a little fun romp through space. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was a fun one, guys. Yeah, I had fun. So now. It's time for I will stir the plot. Stir the plot. <laughs> it's it's finally time for stir the plot. Wait, have you guys been recording this whole time? No. Dang it. All right, guys, welcome to Shake and Not Stirred, where we take uh, your favorite movies and put them in different uh, genres and different categories. We'll do movies like Die Hard as a Musical or. Dr. Sleep as a parody movie. Yeah. So right now we have Rocky. A mystery movie? Oh. Oh. <gasps> okay. This is not like the original Rocky. I think this ha- doesn't Apollo Creed die at some point? Yeah, I was about to say this is Rocky PI investigating the murder of, of Apollo, Apollo Creed. Creed. <laughs> it sucks because it's not like because he he dies by I almost said Cal Drogo. <laughs> in Game of Thrones canon, when yeah, Cal Drogo. in Game of Thrones, uh, Cal Drogo kills Apollo Creed. Yeah. Uh, well, what's the what's the name of the um, Ivan Drago? Ivan Drago. Yeah. Do we want to combine Rocky one and three? I let's yeah, go for can. it. There's multiple. There's yeah, multiple. let's go for it. Literally, it doesn't matter. There are no rules to this game anymore. <laughs> um, oh, well, actually, it says actually in the rules that you set up for the. Um, for it the says show. Rocky, not Rocky three. Yeah. So. Uh, this is for sure Rocky P.I., like mm-hmm. you said. Uh, Rocky's friend, Apollo Creed, has died mysteriously. Mysteriously murdered. Mysteriously punched to death. Yes. In, uh, in they find him in a meat locker. <laughs> it turns out that the the slab of meat that Rocky's been punching while he's training in the meat oh locker is <laughs> the body of his friend, Apollo Creed. Um, wow, this bag feels really familiar. Really bony. <laughs> Everyone else knows, but Rocky's just like going at it. Like, yeah, and everyone's like watching no. in horror, just like, oh my god. No one has the heart to tell him. Yeah, w- yeah, because it's like, what are you gonna tell him? Hey, you're punching the corpse of your friend um, <laughs> or and what former, if, former rival what Apollo if, Creed. What if it just wasn't in a bag? What if he's just been like literally punching? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just a time. blind rage. Uh, <laughs> So he puts on his detective hat mm-hmm. and uh, goes searching around for clues about what happened. He still doesn't have a shirt, though. No. He just no, has no, the no, detective no, no. hat. Yeah. Uh, he's like in a full like boxer regalia. Mm-hmm. He just has a detective hat on. He's uh, trying to take notes on his like notepad, but yeah, it's like and, yeah, his just... giant boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like searching around for what happens, and every now mm-hmm. and then he'll run across Ivan Drago. Yeah, uh, but we don't know. But it's we don't Ivan know it yet. Yeah, we don't, we don't know, know it's Ivan yeah. Drago because he's in he's in like his uh, his like boxer like robe. <laughs> he's just running around in the dark. I like that we've created this world in which boxers just naturally run around in yeah high waisted like, shorts. Well, yeah, and boxer it's like gloves. a it's like a a costume. It's like a serial like a serial killer. <laughs> um, it's like a it's, it's like a like mantra. Yeah, I yeah, it's it. like a superhero thing. And so then. Uh, Rocky is challenged by a mysterious foe uh, who says, if you'd like to find out about what happened to your friend, meet me in the ring. <laughs> uh, and come to find out it's Ivan Drago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fight. Rocky wins. Why does Ivan, like, if you say, like, Ivan Drago, why does it sound like a Pokemon name? Like, Ivan Drago! <laughs> Go, Ivan Drago! <laughs> God, Pokemon Sword and Shield sound great. Um... Ivan Drago, use communism. <laughs> it's, it's super, super effective. 
What's that? Oh, the FBI salsa. Everybody disliked that. <laughs> Everybody will remember that. So yeah, he wins. Uh, Adrian. 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 Adrian goes missing. That's the sequel. <laughs> oh man. All right. All right. Uh, I'll do a current movie. Okay. Countdown. Oh yes, that's what the movie that? where uh, there's an app on your phone oh, and it tells yeah, you how long yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to live. This is like I so have the app on my phone. <laughs> well, how long do you have to live? Uh, eight years. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> Loki, like not joking. Every now and again, there's a horror movie or like a scary movie that will come across my my gaze, and I don't know what year I'm from where I'm speaking like it this. It will come across my gaze, <laughs> and I that say, I will come across. I say, just hold on one second. That, but basically, like Quiet Place. Uh, what was the they made? They made a second one, and the second one's really stupid. Uh, happy birthday, or like, oh, it's happy like Star Wars. Happy Death Day. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This one is actually like very interesting to me. I don't know why, but it's like I think it's like mm-hmm. super. Yeah, from what I'm gathering, it's an app that tells you when you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which those have existed like forever. Yeah, we call them prophets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's like websites and apps like that have existed for years. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you you're going to die in 20 years based off of this. This is just literally just like a guessing game. Mm-hmm. Girl finds out she has like 4 hours to live. Yeah. Uh and there's apparently like the devil is involved in this for some reason. Oh, like I mean even the app itself has like a ram's head on it. So it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very obviously like, oh, this is download like, at your own risk. How more I how can't much find, more I obvious can't find, I can't find it on the app store anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I tried to uh, me and one of my friends tried to find it and she couldn't find it on the app store and I was like, I for real have it downloaded on my phone. Like Oh, I'm sure like White Moms Against Satan has lobbied against Apple or something like that. <laughs> Womass. <laughs> All right, well, we have Countdown as a as a fantasy movie. Okay. Like, are we thinking... Like, I guess, like, Lord of the Rings? Like, or like fantastical. Like, high fantasy or, like... I think that if we're going to put it in a fantasy world, uh, it's like there's a prophecy. I was about to say there's, like, a prophecy yeah, there's a where prophecy. the world's going to end in and, X amount of years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the thing about the future in this world is that it's not concrete. It can be changed at any time. Oh. And so, so like, the hero is trying to find a way to stop the prophecy from happening. Mm. I think you can kind of make this, like, a meta, like, the choices that the hero makes in the movie – Okay. Affect the like affect the the speed of the process. The amount of Ooh, years like a, like that it, oh effect. I like yeah. That. So it's like he doesn't know. What if it was a thing of we get like a not a countdown but like we see like based on his choices uh-huh. like the, it speeds up and then like another choice and it like slows down significantly. Okay. I just had this thought. What if <laughs> the villain is the hero from the future? Oh. And it's the future where the prophecy has already happened. So we're literally thinking like Terminator esque. He has come back to stop the apocalypse. Yeah, the antagonist is like trying to kill his former self so that the choices that he makes don't speed up the prophecy. How cool would it be at the very end? Like he's he's done it, he's beaten it, Uh and then like it actually like because of all of his actions. (laughs) What is this dude doing that speeds up the apocalypse so quickly? Well, I'm thinking like Johnny, I told you not to play around that nuclear bomb, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, stop playing with the world-ending button. Um, I think there are obviously like some artifacts or like relics that need to be destroyed. Gotcha. Um, the more that he destroys them, what he doesn't know is that it's actually like speeding up the process because yeah. it's releasing a bunch of chaotic energy into the world. That's usually what happens with any of my actions. Yeah, it just releases a bunch of chaotic, chaotic energy. energy. Yeah, yeah, chaotic energy. <laughs> and so the antagonist is like. Basically, like he's you know put guardians oh, at I each, like this. yeah he's yeah. put guardians at each one of the of one of the relics or whatever, and he's like he keeps on trying to tell him stop this. Like, <laughs> so now we've got a Scott Pilgrim versus the World sort of thing where uh-huh. he's got to defeat each of these like yeah, seven def- mini bosses. Yeah, has to defeat the seven mini. But it's like a video game. Like, yeah. Oh, but as he's doing so, what he doesn't know is he's speeding up yeah. his own incoming doom right. while he's being tracked by his future self. His future self to be like, look, you have to stop this. Like, mm-hmm. you're the one that causes this. You have all these years to, like, live 
And, like, you'll live a happy life if you just stop this. Like, okay, this is the one Shake and Not Stirred that I would – I'm actually kind of excited about. Like, yeah. where is this screenplay? Yeah. Like, let's make this happen, guys. <laughs> what if this is, like, a clue uh, scenario where it's, like, it has three separate endings? So, oh, so it's, like, okay. depending on what theater you go to, it depends on what ending you get. Um, Sorry, I just had this thought. What if it's, like – Bandersnatch, and it's an interactive adventure. I was going to say that earlier, but I was like, okay. we, we keep this like, same, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, we okay. keep this same plot line, yeah, but every choice you make. It's still a fantasy, and like, but it's an interactive like fantasy. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. And okay. Like, you speed okay. up the, the prophecy, or it like comes true, or yeah. it doesn't come true. But you don't know that, like, that's the thing. As I think going into this, you don't know that you're speeding up the prophecy right. until mm-hmm. your first like playthrough. And then there's like, there's certain endings that you get based right. on the decisions that you make. And there are certain, like, the order in which you like, defeat the relics is like mm-hmm. it's like you can you can defeat like three of them and it speeds up the prophecy to where it just happens uh-huh. like it's this, this is like a combination of uh until dawn and bandersnatch and mm-hmm. Sc- this sounds amazing this is super cool yeah one okay. of the endings is netflix comes to your door and beats you to death mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's probably gonna be the end of our podcast just in general <laughs> is netflix coming to be like, stop making fun of our movies <laughs> we get it they're bad <laughs> Tall As girl re- was a brave tale. <laughs> Tall girl was a choice. Um, <laughs> a red dot appears on <laughs> Derek's forehead. <laughs> and then you hear, dun, dun, and I stop. You hear the... You hear the <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually kind of sick. I, I actually kind of like, like this movie. Hey, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> yeah, brainstorming session after this. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, so this is now officially our new podcast known as The Writer's Room, where we come yes. up with amazing ideas based off our wild I've actually kind of wanted to do something Wait, like Wait, can, like, can we start a, what is it called, spitballing podcast? Yes. No, Let's start that, a spitballing podcast. I want one of the episodes to be like, we each, like, because I have a couple of, like, ideas for, like, movies and stuff, and I want to, like, just be like, hey, oh my gosh. W- while we make up our own plots and stuff like that, like, we've actually, like, made up plots. We're going to do this like, as stuff a- Stuff that's like, hmm, that's not funny. That's actually amazing. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah, what we have just come up with is super sick. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, all right, next let's movie get another one. Yeah. Is, I need to take Rocky off the thing, but next movie is Kill a Mockingbird. Oh boy, I'm gonna have. I think if we if we just like, I'm gonna have to reach for my knowledge of To Kill a Mockingbird. It's been a long time since. Right. Oh, let's see what let's see what genre we get, and we can see if we want. Yeah, let's see if change it. Yeah. This could work. Sports movie. The rival team are called the Mockingbirds, and they're or trying to destroy. The team, itse- the team itself is called the Mockingbirds. Uh, they are like a down and out team. Like they're kind of you know, it's like the Bad News Bears a little bit. Coached by Atticus Finch, of course. Coached by Atticus mm-hmm. Finch. Scout is one of the players, of uh, course. Yeah, she is the only girl on her little league team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, the the Mockingbirds are like a little league team. There's the rival little league team, uh, the Blue Jays. Systematic racism. <laughs> The rival baseball team, Systematic Racism. <laughs> uh, they are, you know, the, the big, like, little league tournament is coming up. They assemble this ragtag team of, you know, all the different kids from the neighborhood or whatever. And Scout's, like, genuinely good. Yeah. But no one believes in her because she's a girl. And, gotcha. You know, girls, yeah. don't, girls don't play little league. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, blasphemy. Like, the sport, sports are made for men. Like, <laughs> Which for a team that's literally called systematic racism. I don't know how we're not calling it that one. <laughs> we're not calling it systematic racism. It's the Blue Jays. It's a funny joke. I like that I one. I know. There's something about it that makes me yucky. <laughs> don't hate me if I leave that one in the pocket. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I think this this little league team is just like really difficult to work with, and Atticus yeah. is like having a hard time getting them under control. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of tears, a lot of family drama, a lot of um, socioeconomic issues tackled yes. in this movie, yeah. of course. But at the end, they're like down by a touchdown in the fourth quarter. He throws the football to the end zone. It's caught by Boo Radley for the winning score, and it turns out they were playing football this whole time and not baseball. Right. <laughs> because right. I haven't been paying attention yeah, for and the— Yeah, Scout was like, wait, I was playing baseball this whole time. Why have I not been playing football? <laughs> you see how the, scouts, the, scouts the quarterback. She throws the football in the air and just like— And the bat. And the, and the, the ref is like, 
I mean, that's against the rules, but like, also, let's see how no this plays out. Wonder this team she has been so yards. down and out. They literally have been playing football. On they've been the playing different. Sport. Wait, they've, they've been playing, playing different sports, sports at the same time. <laughs> the ref's like, she just hit that, that football fifty yards <laughs> with a baseball bat. <laughs> a that baseball. girl's got a cannon. Like, <laughs> I didn't know you could hit a home run with a football. That's but why yeah. she's <laughs> here. We are. That's why she's not letting them. That's why they're not letting her throw. Right? Okay. She's too strong. Yeah, she's too powerful. <laughs> Is is Scout a god? <laughs> okay, hear me out. Little League water hockey. Oh, at full circle, everyone. Full circle, everyone. That's called a callback, everyone. All right, let's get another one. All right, y'all want a movie that's out now? Yeah, yeah let's All do right. a current one. Uh, Zombieland? Uh, I forgot what it's. Double oh, tap? Double Tap. Zombieland Double Tap. Okay. As a Western movie? Okay. Okay. So Red Dead Redemption <laughs> uh-huh. two or uh, Red Dead Redemption, uh, the zom- like the, zom- the zombie oh, DLC. Oh, the zombie DLC. Yeah, the outbreak DLC. This yeah. is this. this yeah. Is uh, so wait, can we just turn this into a third-person shooter video game? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right, yeah. In one, which you uh, play as Tallahassee in the zombie apocalypse. So Tallahassee is like this sort of loner cowboy type of course yeah uh he rolls up into this uh this little hovel he doesn't play by the rules no he's a loose cannon cowboy he's a loose cannon cannon cowboy that doesn't play by the rules Uh uh-huh uh he rolls up into this little hamlet uh if you will uh it's literally just known as double tap yeah uh and he thinks that it's abandoned uh because there's just like no one on the streets he rolls up at night obviously of course yeah um Mm -hmm. i like this scene where he like rolls up into the saloon and he like plops himself down on the bar stool and he's Mm -hmm. like Cactus juice or whatever cowboys drink, and uh, cactus juice. <laughs> and that's vulture vomit. It, it you looks got. like like he's not paying attention a whole lot, so it looks it like everyone's moving around. Oh, but like yeah, okay. he doesn't I was realize. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was thinking he plops down into the, onto the bar and he's like, "Give me some vulture vomit or whatever." <laughs> um, yeah, and there's like there's and figures there's, there's ambling a, there's around. There's a bartender yeah. like definitely like behind the bar, but then he turns around, and his face is like half falling yeah, off. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh no, it's a zombie." It's um, yeah. So and then Tallahassee realizes he's actually been in the hospital after a car crash for sorry a stage wagon crash, um, <laughs> the has, Walking Dead yeah <laughs> and, has, and has been dead. wandering around a western town just sort of in a in a hospital nightgown for the longest time yeah and he just did what instinctually every cowboy does goes to look for alcohol goes <laughs> to look for alcohol yeah or uh, lizard piss or whatever <laughs> <laughs> give me a Give me a shot of lizard piss. <laughs> Sir, what? <laughs> I'm, the zombie like is fully like vocal. Like, I'm sorry? Sir, we have actual things. I'll take your finest <laughs> bottle of horse tears, please. <laughs> horse tears. Isn't that just Elmer's glue? <laughs> take that, PETA. <laughs> um, so, oh, he, so he finds out that Double Tap is full of zombies. Um, he, but like once the sun rises, like they all turn back into normal people. Oh, okay. Um, but he like, uh, it's kind of like that Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, remember they, they're in like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're in like Louisiana and like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they turn into cat people or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that. Like when the sun comes up, they all just turn into like regular people. Yeah. They turn into yeah. regular people with no memory of what happened like uh-huh. the night before. Um, and so he's trying to like find out what the like, curse on double tap is. Well, I think there's other people who have also wandered in this town mm-hmm. and don't know what, it, or maybe they've lived in this small town and they have just like learned to live with it. And it's like yeah. Columbus and little rock and the other characters. Yeah. From the movie. It's, it's everyone else. Yeah. It's, it's everyone else whose names have escaped me. Yeah. And they kind of form an alliance and they're like, okay, we need to find out like what's going on. Yeah. Like, we can't kill any of these people now that we know that they're actually yeah, still yeah, yeah. alive. Uh, so yeah, I think they, they search around, try to figure out like what the curse is. They find out it's like, uh, it's Harrison Ford's cursed soul wandering <laughs> through, the, <laughs> through the Western apocalypse yeah, because of cowboys and aliens. Yeah. <laughs> this is connected to cowboys and aliens. Yep. It's Olivia Wilde. Um, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh yeah. My I was going to say, it's gotta be Bill. Yeah. They find, they find, they find a cave where they feel like the most like. Absolutely, and he's like an old like witch doctor. Yeah, who, like 
got pissed off at the town because they like would make fun of him when he'd right. come in to like buy groceries and so oh, he was like, what if he was like a ma- he was like a disgraced mayor of the town oh, and he yeah, got like yeah. run off uh-huh. and so he's like I'm gonna show them I'm gonna learn the <laughs> learn dar- black magic I'm gonna learn the dark arts and curse this whole town to like every night they turn into the rotted corpses I know they all are yeah. inside <laughs> and then they have no memory of what's going on like like I said like Tallahassee and the rest of them cannot kill these people because they're like they're yeah. real like living people like we can't just do that. Um, well, eventually, like they have to lure Bill Murray out of hiding, and so right. they get in contact. As long as he's in his cave, he's like untouchable. Yeah. So they get in contact with uh, somebody they know can draw him out, Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. and he comes in. Moseys on into town in his bright he, white he, cowboy hat. But his name is actually West. Yeah, sorry, West Anderson. Western Anderson. Yeah, he stands in the middle of the of the street and he shouts. I got a new script for you, Bill. And Bill says, come again? He says, now wait just one second. It's yeah. not Garfield, right? <laughs> I got the script for Garfield 2 right here. A Tale of Two Kitties? <laughs> um, Bill comes meandering out of his uh, out of his little hidey hole. And then he's assassinated. <laughs> By Tallahassee. Tallahassee kills him. The curse is broken. Western Anderson rides off into the sunset. And then uh, the gang continues to live in Double Tap to protect it from any sort of other supernatural evil that might come near. It. I love it. Uh, cool. uh, Y'all, we've done this. Is, these have all been pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. To like the point where we've come up with a spinoff podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good job, guys. Now comes everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> time to go. Yeah, it's time <laughs> for end. time for the other two hosts to leave and for me to complain about something. <laughs> it's time for Real Talk, everyone. The segment of the podcast where we talk about movies and take them kind of seriously. Uh, for once, I have uh, well, okay, I do have one thing to talk about. Let's I guess. hear it. Uh, it's, I found out like a couple days ago that they're remaking The Grudge. Yeah, <laughs> which I, you and I talked about this before the podcast. Yeah, it's only mic. been like it's been less than a decade since I feel like the last Grudge came yeah. out. Uh, so if for some reason you're like 12 and don't know what the grudge is, which is probably why this movie is being aimed towards you. Yeah. It's this like, uh, it's this movie that was, uh, remade from a Japanese movie where basically what happens if you die with, from like an extreme act of like hatred and violence, you basically become a ghost that haunts everyone else beside you and you're basically, I think it's like you're known as like the grudge or something like that. Um, just the, the hair. Yeah, okay, remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a uh, you've probably seen this. It's like a scene in the shower where the where a woman's like washing her hair and then a hand like reaches out from the back of her head and like touches her. It's spooky and wild and so weird. So I never like if you listen to it before, you know I I don't like horror movies, so I don't like watch them, but I remember when this one came out, everyone was talking about uh, it. Like even as do, a middle school everyone kid. Everyone was doing the uh, Oh, yep. Uh, like the croak or whatever. Um Basically, I was just confused as to why this movie was being remade. Like you said, because it's been like less than a decade since the like mm-hmm. since the first Grudge movie. Yeah, um, and which also it, it just feels like that era should be safe from Hollywood self cannibalization. Mm. But yeah, here we are. Because now it's just falling into like I get why they remade like Pet Cemetery. What was the new Jason movie that just came out? Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. the yeah, the yeah. Halloween. Well, that's not really a remake. It's like a sequel. no, but that, that's what I was thinking. Like, and who actually, knows? Maybe it's it'll be. Really, a, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, maybe it'll be a Halloween scenario where the the sequel is actually. Yeah, well, I guess I don't, it's have, a I don't have a lot of hope for it because the uh, one of the big complaints I had about it was the trailer and like the trailer follows the same formulaic pattern of every horror movie trailer that's come out mm. in the past. Yep, mm, it like hits since, like since Mother. Yep, hits which, every note possible. Which, ugh, don't get me started on Mother. I don't know why that movie was marketed as a horror movie. I think what is happening is people are making these sort of like artsy, like introspective movies yeah. that they don't know how to market to where people will actually want to come watch them. And so they have to market it as something that it's not. It Comes at Night was yeah. exactly like it's that. The, it's yep. the prime example of A24 not knowing how to market this movie. And so they're like, well, it's kind of spooky. So we're just going to market it as a yeah. horror movie. I sat in the theater the entirety of It Comes at Night waiting for it to come and it never came. So I... Right. I just think like there's there's an interesting because you have movies that are remade and no one's like like Robin Hood or King Kong or even Godzilla or yeah. even if you want to get into like all the thousand Cinderella remakes right that have been out. like all the Disney remakes that are happening right now and like yeah. no Disney one is no greedy. one like gets mad at those but then you have like movies that are good that don't need to be remade right and it's just like and I don't know if we've gotten. Maybe it was a 
probably the, yeah. the one of the only ones that it's like, oh, that was that that it, was good. It improved upon the source mm-hmm. material. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the other like remakes that we've gotten have not improved upon the source material. Nope. I think of a lot of the live action Disney movies. Yeah, are, or like I'm or sorry, the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Live action in quotes because sure. like the one that I'm thinking of most is the Lion. King. I was about to say right. Lion King was. More or less a shot-for-shot shot remake of the animated and feature. Boring. Yeah, and, and like that's blasphemous for me to say as a Beyonce fan. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was boring. Yeah, like it. There was no soul to it. And, and, and like, that's the thing is that like if you can find a way to subvert the genre, subvert expectations, make a movie that is going to surprise us, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Like you said, improving on source material. Well, you're taking like I feel like at first it's like. Oh man, this is my favorite movie. Like, I want to go watch it again, and like, uh-huh. that's kind of the thing. But like, I so I haven't seen any of the live action Disney movies. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite movies of all time is Lilo and Stitch. And if they ever did a live action movie of Lilo and Stitch, I don't think I would like it. Right. Well, we're so attached to the nostalgia of it. Yeah. And I'm like, also, uh, the animation holds up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just watch that instead. Like, mm-hmm. it looks just as good. Yep. back like right now as it did back then yeah so colton did you have something you wanted to talk about yeah i've got two things and then i guess you and i will talk sure, about yeah. the other thing um two things that are kind of on my plate right now is first of all is aria's uh camp monsters podcast is so good yeah uh you have been like the second or third person to tell me about the monster oh monster it's just casting. uh i think i've gotten like instagram ads about yeah it. no so that's I'm how sure you i kind of got into it it's like the narrator is amazing and literally is like it a fiction podcast. Uh, n- yes and no. Like a na- like a narrative? it's like a like a cryptozoology. Oh, podcast. okay, cool, cool, cool. So, the narrator is he's just amazing. His voice is phenomenal, but it's like um, he tells this perspective of like you're like a friend of his or whatever, mm-hmm. and y'all are like like the first ones. Um, y'all are like chilling at this campfire, and he's telling you a story about like um, I forget what the first one is. Oh, it's it's Bat Squatch. <laughs> Which sounds ridiculous, but like the way they tell the story mm-hmm. is just like engaging. Yeah, it's so engaging, and it's only they're only like 20, 30 minutes long, so they're not very long, but they're really, really cool. And I, if you're into like scary stuff or like monster stuff, you should really check it out. It's very um, entertaining. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, and then I actually just started watching this like today as a recording, um, Daybreak. And I'm not even in like I haven't even finished the first episode. I got uh-huh. I got busy and had to leave. It is such a good show. Okay, it is super funny. Um, so it's the story of something has I don't know what happened has happened yet, but like there was like a bomb that went off and it killed all people above eighteen or turned them into like zombie like creatures. Huh. And so it's literally everyone in high school they formed into their cliques, and that's the factions. You will, and they're like oh, gangs. Wow, this is kind of cool, actually. Like, yeah, it's like y'all like. It's funny. It's it's almost like I've, I think I've made a Scott Pilgrim reference. Well, I was about to ask, what's times. the tone of it? Is it like serious or more like? Uh, it's definitely it's not serious at all. Okay. It's very okay. funny, uh, okay. whimsical. The main character is like this loner type, but he kind of like gets put into this like he's looking for this girl. Yeah. Um, I hope it holds up past you know episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's super funny, and I really I really enjoy. it. I think this might be. I've been looking for a show to watch. And I think this might be my new, okay. my new oh, show. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. One I, season out, but. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's Netflix original. Okay, sweet. Okay, yeah, cool. no, I, I do want to go. I want to check this out. That yeah, really I'm going to cool. for sure check out both of these things. And yeah. the first one's Camp Monsters. Camp Monsters, REI. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, I just finished season two of Mindhunter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you and I both have been on the Mindhunter track for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I have uh, not finished maybe episode three of season oh, one. Oh, really? Okay, uh, we won't get into I, spoiler territory. I don't care. Are you it's, sure? They're, they're all like real crimes. It's like, I'm going to find out about it eventually. Sure. I'm going to find out. Wait, uh, Charles Manson is a bad person? <laughs> I mean, I don't think the first season is about Charles Manson. But okay, like, cool. Well, uh, we're probably going to dive into a little bit of spoiler territory here. Um, the Atlanta plot line. Yeah. That happened during season two. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta exists? Ah! <laughs> um could really only end one way because it is based off of the real, the actual real life material. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what was so disheartening and disappointing about it is that like, yeah, you know, at the end they don't catch this. Well, they do. 
in a sense, but they don't catch this guy mm-hmm, because for what all he did. Uh huh. It sucks, and you. Ca- I can't imagine being someone at that time. Yeah, uh, like a mother, like like in the in the in the show, like she's like, I don't believe that he did it, and it's like, no, like he pretty like he pretty yeah. much did. He just hasn't confessed to it, and we can't prove it. But like, yeah. So the whole the whole basis around this plot is that they have a suspect who is playing to racial stereotypes and racial prejudices to his advantage. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it's super interesting because the antagonist is so smart and he is like, you know, scary. You absolutely know that he is guilty. And this is a real person. Yes, this is a real person. It's based off like a real murder. Not like based off. It is like a real murder. Yeah, it was like a real thing. You absolutely, without a doubt, know that he's guilty. And the main characters know it, too. But nobody else believes them. Well, it's so, like they even like, like they, Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah, like Ted and they Bundy. They even can't like they can't even like prove it's it. It's infuriating to watch because you're like, oh my gosh, like you know he did it, and it's so clear that he did it, but they can't prosecute this guy. Yeah, like OJ. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Actually, yeah. yeah. So this remi- it reminds me you were saying like how much it sucked that he like didn't like actually get caught or whatever. Yeah, it reminded me of there's a Twitter account. It's called like Bad Amazon Movie Reviews or something. Yeah. And it was like a one-star movie review for Zodiac. Uh, <laughs> you know, the movie about the Zodiac yeah, killer. Yeah, the Zodiac killer. never got caught. It was a one-star review. All it says was, they need to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> so He's like, still out there. Yeah, I'm like, four, uh, was it like 40 years removed yeah. from the Zodiac like killer? Zodiac, like, the movie was a documentary. <laughs> what really sucks, though, is like, I feel like with the way this decade is going, yeah. we're going to bring in 2020 with a resurgence of like Zodiac copycat killings. Oh, no. Dear God. Knock like, on wood. Well, your app told you that you only have eight years to live. So, I mean, who's to say? Hey, baby. I'm about to get Zodiac. <laughs> Zodiac, baby. Uh, all in all, Mindhunter is a fantastic show. If you like psychological thrillers at all, like this is yeah. your show 100%. Anyway, guys, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, if you want to reach out or get in contact with us in any way, go ahead and email us at stirtheplot at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or Facebook. If you have time, swing over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out a ton. Um, Derek, you actually have a few shows coming up pretty I do. soon. Uh, so I'll be playing at Comedy Sports Houston. If you are in the Houston area, I will be playing uh, a match in November 16th. That is actually our anniversary match. I believe it's our 30th anniversary. Uh, we are actually known as Houston's longest running show. Uh, so every player that is currently on the team will be playing that night. Plus some people that used to be on the team, uh, will be playing. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a super fun match. Um, I think you guys should come to that. Tickets do tend to sell out pretty quickly that. So if you want to come to that, uh, please do. Yeah. Um, I also have another show or another match on the 23rd of November. So that is, I think like the, the couple days before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, or like the week, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Sounds pretty historical, honestly. Like yeah. you're gonna be telling your grandkids about this one. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be wild. Yeah. So this has been Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. We will see you guys next time. My name is Brady King. I'm Derek Fultz, and I'm Colton Hart, and my name is Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock out there on the field, give her a hug. Or if you even see her in the Event Horizon, <laughs> she might be a ghost. <laughs> Sorry, but, sorry, but, sorry, but, she put the button.